Hey, welcome to the Dad to the Bone podcast brought to you by Dads of Wayne Network, where three dads come together, we talk about dad stuff, and we just ponder, will there be dinosaurs in heaven? Ooh. And if they are there, <laughs> will we ride them, will we fight them, or will they be our pets? I wonder if you fought them if they could win. Like I'm talking, would there be like back alley raptor fights in heaven? That if there are dead. dinosaurs in heaven. But, I mean, wouldn't they already be dead? So No, but they're in heaven, so they are like got their glorified bodies or whatever. So they're Velociraptors like, they're like golden, heaven. shiny <laughs> velociraptors. I think we would ride them. Would we ride pterodactyls? I don't think they want to be ridden. But, I mean, that would be dope, right? Brachiosaurus in and heaven. does the Tyrannosaurus Rex get to go to heaven because he was kind of a jerk? He's a, like he's a big everybody jerk. else. He's a big jerk. Are like, you singing? Are you singing like who sings that Elton John? Oh, is that uh, that's uh, the Hold me closer, Velociraptor. No, the uh, no, that's a good one too. Uh, John Elton. <laughs> John Elton. Yeah, that's Elton John. Elton John. Who else? Are you Yoda? Yoda. I'm just listen. I'm a little doppelganger. The more you you know me, the more you know I'm a little dyslexic. Hi, I'm John Elton. John Elton, hold no. closer, giant dancer. <laughs> Who? <laughs> no, not him. Who's the one? Layla, you got me oh, on my Eric knees. Oh, Eric Clapton. Yep. Layla. Eric Clapton. I, how are you singing that? Layla. And that, that's not how it goes, is it? Layla. Yeah, I know. You know I know? I'm thinking, of, the, I'm, I'm thinking of my, my favorite version of it is the unplugged Layla. version of it where it's like, yeah, that. You yeah. got me you on my knees, Layla. No. <laughs> Eric Clapton to me is uh, counting Layla. sheep. Is he? Yeah. Dude, you I put that him. on, you're asleep in 30 seconds. <laughs> I love that song. Oh, it reminds me of an old 90s song. I don't know if I can say it, but... It you was... can say it. Everybody in the world, spice up your life. <laughs> every uh, boy and every girl, spice up your life. No. Oh, no, I know which one you're talking about. Uh, See you at the crossroads. Uh, you won't be lonely. No, it was... Uh, what? It was... Uh, <laughs> I smell dum, sex dum, candy. Oh, oh, yeah. Lounging in my, in my chair. Mm-hmm. He goes, he goes okay. this is the lyric. That's me in the corner. Yeah, that's, that's me in the spot. Losing my religion. Oh no, I only know that's that how made me feel man. weird. Oh yeah. You know oh, what's funny about Rockman? Since we're just going back, <laughs> since we're, we're talking about go. really relevant Random things, songs. right now. Take it all yeah. the way. So my Rockman song is Mississippi Queen. Mississippi Queen. You know what? I'm not gonna lie. I could beat probably anybody in the world in rock band. Oh, don't say drums, because that's no, no, cheating. No, 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 no. That's just cheating. Not even rock band. I'm talking I'm Guitar bass. Hero. I'm bass. Oh, yeah, okay. With I'm, Rage Against the Machine. What? Okay. Oh, oh that it gets me going. That was it gets me going. Jam? Oh, okay. it gets me going. Yeah. Uh, uh, now you do what they told you. <laughs> now you do what they told you. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh, that's a good Man, one. Don't you die? Justified, and she's like playing a guitar riff, and you're like moving. Yeah, oh, come on, man. Listen, that used to be our date night back before my wife and I got married. You went we, to Rage Against Machine concerts? No, we played like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did that, and then we went home and played guitar band, like for real. Yeah, guitar like, hero. That he was Friday night, guitar band, yeah. Friday night, we would like put because we had a long living room, yeah, so we would literally we had the couch on the far wall and the TV on the other far wall, yeah, and we would literally pull the TV, the couch up to the TV, <laughs> and we would play like and we would have date nights, people would come over. That's because I had the That's whole dope. set. I had like the drum set. I yeah. had the oh, bass. You were into it. You were I into had the it. microphone and the thing. And I, you know, you guys played the drums, so you probably got stuck there too. People always stuck me on the drums. Nah, because nobody so I never wanted played to play. Rock band. No, nobody ever let me play the drums because everybody else was like, uh, "No, uh, I'm gonna do it. I'm like super dope at the drums." Uh, and I'd be like, "Well, dude, I like I play drums right now." And they're like, "Uh, yeah, but this is not like playing real drums. Anybody could do this." <laughs> Well, so I, never pl- I honestly, I've never played rock band. I was I, like an OG. I played Guitar Hero. Yeah, you never I, I, played? Was, I was no. more on the Guitar Hero kick, too. I, I didn't no. really get into but I did like playing bass on rock band because I could play bass on, like, Expert because Expert on bass like so is, like, yeah. is, like me- <laughs> is like medium level on guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, yeah. Could, I could hold that yeah. down pretty good. Well, the, the thing is, everybody wanted to play the drums because they had the drum set. So everybody yeah. wanted to hop on once, but mm-hmm. then they would start like tripping tremendously. Mm-hmm. You know how yeah. they start yeah. booing? Yeah, They're like, oh. <laughs> It sounds like you're plucking the wrong, like, no. Yeah, you got to use more extremities than just like your fingers. So and so they would hop off because I'd always want to sing. 
I might lie you to you. You sounded just like the crowd, too, so, when you did that. Boo. <laughs> they be like, boo. <laughs> and then you start to feel pressure, and so you go faster, and then they move more. And you're like, ah. Because so, I, always, I always wanted to sing, and I always wanted to play lead guitar, but I always got stuck when we had people come over. And I'd be like, all right, well, let me do the lead this time. And they'd be like, well, I'm going to go home now. I'm like, all right. Come be on. Like, uh, All right, go on with it. See yourself out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you do what they told you. Yeah. <laughs> no, for me, it'd be like, Mississippi Queen. I think I'm most, thinking back, I think I'm most mad at the fact that they didn't put Creed on a rock band. Creed. Why was Higher not Why was that never on Guitar Hero? Let's think. That should have been like an expert level unlocking. Can you take Then you become Then you become one of the gods of rock. Scott Stapp comes out. Oh my gosh. Gives you a golden guitar. But here's the thing. They might have did it. Like yeah. once a rock band started going for the money grab, they started like releasing everything. Yeah. Because remember then they had like the DJ Hero, yes. which was like kind of weird. Yes. And yeah. you can never really figure out how to like no. scratch it, was, it just right. No. And it was, it was not like, tested. It's like this is no. a money grab at this point. Yeah. Not tested. So, you know, um, Guys, I'm glad to be here. I think this is kind of the end of the season here. This is. This is our we last are, episode of the season. We, we, kinda, made it. we need to have a rock band party to commemorate this. We do. Can we sing like another old school song? Like, how do I say <laughs> goodbye? I was thinking more of the vitamin C. Uh, I was just about to say that. The graduation song. we go on, we, we remember. Wait, the other one was. All uh, the times we If you remember together. one thing, remember to wear sunscreen. You guys remember that one? Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> what is As that? you go, remember to wear sunscreen. It says, live in New York once before it makes you too hard. I remember that. And then live that. in California once before it makes you too so- It was like a guy. He was doing a monologue. I remember. It was, it's you a gotta, monologue? It's not I a song? I don't remember every, it, it is a song. It's I don't like remember a, everything he said. It's just like a beat It's like a spoken word type situation. Yeah, but he's I was just too talking. busy listening to down, 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 down. Um, what does he say? Uh, but it was a big graduation Something song. unpredictable, but in the end is right. Oh, I hope you yeah, have yeah. the time of your life. <laughs> well, that's because you were watching American Pie. So. Oh, something unpredictable. Yeah, Green Day was singing me out of my high school days. Oh, <laughs> man. T- yeah, oh, God, why am I even singing it? So, Green Day and vitamin C. So I'm older than you guys. When I graduated, I graduated high school in 99. Uh-huh. So you guys know the song that everyone was playing. All over the place. What, Will Smith getting jiggy with it? <laughs> no, but that was a hit. That was a hit. That was dope, don't, man. Don't, don't hate on my man. Well, that was like like it's 19. Yeah. Hold up, it is. Yeah, it was like That's everybody was playing like Prince. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Like, and we were oh, all like, man. so we're going to die? Was that your, was that <laughs> your senior song? No, it was not. I don't it was, bite it. It's for the look. I don't like it. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to I Miami. Got fever. Uh-huh. Uh, guys, so just to bring it back into focus today, welcome, talking about welcome, random, welcome, welcome to the final episode where Will Smith. Yeah, talking about blending stuff together today, we're going to talk a little bit about co-parenting, Big Willie style. So, yeah. Yeah, well, Big Willie all in it, you getting jiggy with it. No, 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 no. Willie style's hey. all in it. So for me, this is a topic that is very close to my heart. As we talked about this uh, before we recorded, I realized, recognized how big of a thing like co-parenting is for a lot of people right now. It is. And we started going through like a list of people that were like co-parenting and blended families that we didn't think about. Like, you know, one of our favorite guys we want to have on the show one day, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, no, 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 no. We don't want to have him on the show. He, he will, will be. be. One of our future guests. Yes. Future guests. Thank future you. Guests. Yes. And uh, then once he is a guest, we will reference him being a guest. Every episode. For the entirety of the rest of our yeah, show. We're actually going to rename the podcast. It will actually, he will the Rock be, was a guest here. He podcast. will be actually a part of like every photo we put up. We'll yes. like put it over that We'll photo. take one photo of him and then just Photoshop it into all of the put rest of Put him in everything. Yeah, yeah, but. Um, we'll take it in front of a green screen and then he can go everywhere with us. He will, As, He's in my heart. As long as it's a non-current picture of him, like back when he had hair and he still wrestled. Yeah. Do you want the, the knapsack, the little happy, the little sack, whatever the, it is? The, the what? The what? The little, <laughs> what's the front? You what's ca- the thing? Uh, I don't. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, there's, the thing? Uh, there's no. the, the, the little front pouch the, thing. I, you do know what it's Come on. What are you talking about? The picture. 
of the him. Fanny, no, the fanny pack. The fanny when pack. He for oh, U of M. the fanny pack. <laughs> when he pay, uh, with the turtleneck right? and the gold chain. Yeah, yeah, well, he was, Miami. That's like my Miami favorite gift. Yeah, well, he's like flossing and he's yeah, got like he the, the fanny pack. He had the two gold pack. chains yeah. and the yeah. black yeah. turtleneck on. You couldn't tell me yeah. what hard did. He looked yeah. like That's Diesel Bruto Mars. No, but he, you know, he's in the blended family. We started naming other people. J-Lo's in the blended family. Her and Mark Anthony. Yeah. My One of the people I look up to from a business perspective, P. Diddy, blended family. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I look up to him from his release in 1999. Um, what is it, Diddy and Family? A bad boy in the family. Bad boy in the family. Bad boy. Yeah. I'm like, Come on, guys. P. Diddy and Family, who yep. you know do it better? Mm. Yeah, right. No matter what, we are mm. tight. Mm. So when you hear something, make sure you hear it right. Make sure you hear it right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but there's a lot of people, We've, even some recent folks, uh, Channing Tatum. Yep. And his wife separated. Mm. Chris mm-hmm. Pratt. Yeah. And his wife, so Chris yeah. Pratt, man, that that bums me out about yeah. Chris Pratt. Yeah, I mean, you didn't see that one coming. I didn't see that coming, what a man. man. He is, he is. What a mighty good man. <laughs> what a man. What a man. Salt what a pepper. man. What a man. What a mighty Salt good pepper. man. Yeah, he was yeah. in a Lego Movie, man. Yeah, was, that was like his coming out party. Emmett, Emmett, right there. He was Emmett. Yeah, Emmett. his his favorite line you already quoted. Like his best line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but um. Being in a uh, co-parenting now is it's a bigger thing than like it I is, think man. we recognize. It's on the come up. Yeah, unfortunately, it's, yeah. but unfortunately, I mean, it's not it's not the uh, you know nobody plans for that or wishes for that. No, but no. except for ballers' wives. But but yeah, I mean, but things happen and life they do. Life has to go on. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, so being intentional with that is just as important as being an intentional parent when you're. In a committed relationship, whatever that looks like. Yeah. You well, know what I mean? the thing of it is, is that it adds additional layers. And, it does. And it, I makes look, it, it makes it different. You're right. I look back to when I was a kid. I came from a, parent, a family where the parents separated when I was young. Yeah. And back at that time, man, it was, uh, it was a stigma. I think a lot worse than it is today. It wasn't that, as common back then, I don't it think. It was not. And I was the odd kid out. You know, I was a kid who... How old, how old were you when it went down? It was, I was like five or six. Okay. So, you so know... So that's very young. Yeah, very young age. Like, you know, you're talking about not having a father in the home. Mm-hmm. And as a boy and as a man, you know, I think it shaped the relationship that my mother and I had and my father because in a lot of times my mother, I think she had to be a little bit more, like, uh, tough with me. You know, sure. I, you guys recall back a few episodes, I talk about my mom socking me in the chest when I turned 13. I mean, I think if there had been a father there in that scenario, I doubt she would have socked me in my sternum. But in my sternum. Point, you know, <laughs> she's a single parent, and she's trying to raise me to be a man. Right. You know, she didn't want me to be a, a chump. So she's mm-hmm. like, oh, you think you're a man now? Oh, you want to look at me in the eyes? Yep. Boom. Get big. Yeah. Yeah. You better not cry, you know, yep. which crying is okay. It's perfectly fine. Yes. Especially when you just get socked in the sternum by your mom. As, so, as previously stated, times, times have yeah. changed. But, I mean, when you think about it now versus then, back then, I know personally there were times where I did feel alienated because it, it made me kind of feel like a fifth wheel. Sure. Because, like, I would be going with my friends and their family. Okay. Or and my friends would have to pick me up and i go with their family. And mm-hmm. it was like, it wasn't like if my family was at home and I just decided to go. Right. It was like, oh, yeah, well, we're going to take this orphan with us and mm. we're going to take him to the family picnic, mm. you know, because yeah. his mom has to work. So, and I think some of that stigma is still there today for kids who come from those situations. It's, you know, not feeling, it, it feels like something might be a little bit different mm-hmm. and like maybe you're weird. Right. And I think that that's something that like one of the challenges you face dealing with co-parenting mm-hmm. or being a kid in that situation is you're like, like, am I just the eyeball? You right. know, like, why is my family like that way? You know, one of the things that I know um, some people deal with like in those situation is like dealing with the communication. So mm-hmm. yeah, and how important communication is. Yeah, Rich, you kind of talked about you know dealing with that a little bit and yeah. seeing that. Yeah, with um, with uh, my parent, my parents it was similar too, but it was weird because growing up, um, my mom and dad uh, were kind of caught up in this weird like on and off thing. You know what I mean? So it was like they were they were co-parenting. Uh, separately, like, as if they were divorced, but then, you know, two, three, four months down the road, they would get back together and they'd keep, keep the relationship going, um, you know, and it would kind of, it was just like, like 
hills and valleys, you know, like they'd be really good, then yeah. then they weren't together. Then it'd be really good, then they weren't together. And so What did that feel like for you as man, it was, a little dude in the middle of that? So, you know, I don't know. It, or were it, you not even it was it not a thing? No, it was it was a real thing because at, at one point we, we, we were living in Florida at the time and um, you know, when my parents had one of those separations, you know, my mom Loaded up the car and uh, the moving truck, and my aunt came down from like Minnesota and uh, Minnesota, Minnesota, yeah. and uh, you know, twenty two degrees. Yeah, and helped us uh, helped us drive back from Florida back to Colorado because we were moving. You know, we we were like it was in our eyes, it was the end. You know, and so yeah. I. What's sad though is that that had been going on since I was old enough to remember, you know, I just remember my parents having these knock, you know, what is it? Knockdown drag out fights. Yeah. Uh, where, I mean, you know, peace to my parents if they're listening to this, but you know, they've grown and matured a lot from this and they were very young parents, but you know, literally, you know, things are getting thrown, people are getting hurt, police are getting called and then they'd be separated for a while and then they get back together. And so in the, I just gotten so accustomed to seeing that, seeing it, that, when I was, I think it was about 14 is when we were moving back to Colorado. Didn't see my dad for several months. He stayed in Florida with my big brother. And it was just kind of like, it became normal to me. And and it shouldn't have been normal, but it became normal. And it was almost just like, for a while, I remember thinking to myself, and I and I hate even saying this out loud, but now that I think about it, it almost became like, yeah, I don't even need my dad. You know, like, yeah, my mom's here. You know, my mom's my mom's more the caretaker, you know, and, and my mom's, uh, for a while, you know, she became like exclusively the fun one while they were going through all their stuff. And my dad just kind of shut down. My dad was very depressed and stuff. And so, um, I didn't, I didn't get the best of my dad in those times. Uh, I didn't, you know, he wasn't abusive or anything towards us and, and whatever. So I didn't get, you know, this crazy monster of a dad, but I just didn't get an involved dad in those times, you know, cause he was in a hurt place. And so my mom was just, I was just kind of like, yeah, I mean, I'm used to well, being. Well, that was the, the, the tolerance you had to build up. Cause right. I had to do the same thing. It's yeah. like you, you know, and I, I honestly, I had to get to a place where I had to like forgive my dad. Yeah. Same. And it, it really hit me hard when I became a parent mm-hmm. because I really had to learn to like, understand that like he's a human being yeah he's not perfect yeah and he did the best he could i literally had to, it literally took me i had to come to a point where i had to just recognize and say look man this is me talking to myself yeah say look macho man um <laughs> look you good looking man yeah. <laughs> look you you handsome sob no <laughs> it, it took me honestly it took me getting to a point to recognize that like look my parents are people and they're flawed yeah. But my parents did the best that they could. Mm-hmm. My parents absolutely 100% loved me. Yeah. And everything they did, no matter how right, no matter how wrong, was the best that they could for me. Yeah. Now, granted, it, there were some holes, but those holes gave me opportunity to build character. Yeah. And it, it's up to me as a person to decide what to do with that. Yeah. I can either hold on to that resentment and say, you know, why didn't you, why didn't you, which I did for a very long time, yeah, especially so when I, I became a dad. And, and to this day, we still butt heads because sometimes, mm-hmm. like, just because of where he came from and where I come from, you know, there are times where he's like, well, I'm not going to come, and I'm, I'm like, all right, deuces. Yeah. You know, and, but that's not the right attitude. Right. Like, that's not me being a better person. Right. And that's not me saying, like, hey, I'm growing. That's me saying, like, Read between the lines. Yep. You know, yeah. but, you know, I was raised to be a better man than that. And yeah. I need to show that. And to, to take that to what we're talking about with co-parenting, you know, the toughest part about co-parenting I think that we don't talk about is the importance of maintaining the best relationship you can. Yeah. You know. And, yeah, with the, with the co-parent and the child, children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and encouraging your child to have a great relationship with the other parent. Yeah. Right. No matter if you want to rip their head off. Right. You know, and still recognizing that, like, that's still that person's mom. Yeah. yeah. That's still their dad. Yeah, and that, that's what I was going to say if I had to add to, to just kind of how, like, when you asked how it was for me growing up in that, is that um, I think there was a, a point in time where that got lost in translation, and I felt like it was just this unspoken thing where 
I had to choose sides. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I didn't want my mom to know if I was feeling for my dad. Yeah. You know, and I didn't want my dad to feel bad that I, I went with my mom and didn't stay with him or, you know, whatever. Yeah. I, I just felt caught in the crossfire. Yeah. And, you Which know, is a lot, that's a lot of pressure to put on a kid. Oh, even though your parents didn't knowingly and purposely put that on you, sure. well, you took it upon yourself, and that's hard. That's the other thing is that for a while it wasn't purposely, but then there was times, and I'm sure my parents regret this too, but, and this is to your point, being careful about maintaining that um, for the sake of the kids and for nothing else than, than for the sake of the kids because, you know, there were times that my parents both lost lost their cool, you know, in, in, in different situations, and I'd hear my mom just speak terribly of my dad you know mm-hmm. terribly of my dad yeah and that informs the way that i think of my dad because my mom is my mom you know and 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 i feel for my mom and so hearing from my mom's angle only from exclusively from my mom's angle uh, a situation that's happening and disregarding the fact that my dad has feelings and a story too it make it makes you play in, it made me play in favor of my mom so then when i saw my dad i'd be like why are you treating mom like this? You know yeah. what I mean? But then yeah. come to find out, you know, my dad, my dad has a side of that too, you know, and, and, and everything I heard my mom say in a moment of rage may not be the accurate depiction of my father, but, yeah, of reality. but as a kid, yeah. yeah, as a kid, I'm not able to decipher that, you know? And so, sure. um, that, that informed a lot as well, you know what I mean? And so, and, and that, that happens when you're a kid. I mean, I remember being as a kid, like I remember being a young kid and I remember, my mom, she was not too big on my dad when I was like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, getting older. Yeah. And, but, you know, as I got older, I, I just, I saw her frustration, but then I saw like her hurt mm-hmm. and I saw her pain. And then I'm like, hey man, what you doing? You know, and you know, my dad has always been a glass. So I wasn't like, hey, what you doing? It was more like. <laughs> You're not trying to boss up on yeah, right? I wasn't, I mean, let's dad, be can honest. I ask my, you a question? My dad has been a solid 6'4 since I was a baby. Sure. So it wasn't <laughs> yeah. like, I was still growing and like hit five foot. I wasn't like running up on him. And so. man, he eats manwiches and beef stew. <laughs> yeah. He, Every I mean, day. I remember him like just having some John Henry moments and throwing like, because my, my grandfather had a farm. So I, I remember him doing some colossal things and me being like, well, Dang! Yeah. yeah, I hope I get those jeans. Yeah, I'm not but, testing them. Yeah, but no, but in, in all sincerity, though, like you know, as a kid, you do you can see those emotions in your parents the more they try and hide them. Yeah, but and you develop them a little bit your own, a little bit of that resentment and bitterness, mm-hmm. and it impacts your relationship. I mean, the story that comes to mind: I remember being a kid and like my dad wanted to take me to McDonald's, and my mom being like, "No, you can't go." But looking back on it, it hurt me then because I was like, why don't you let me just go with my dad? Yeah. But I didn't recognize that, like, my mom had made some plans and that my dad promised to pick me up mm-hmm. at a certain time. And my yeah. mom was sick of him not doing what he said he was going to do right. and just showing up whenever. Yeah. yeah. And that's a lot for yeah. a, a human being, for her to have to manage that. And she can't tell me. You know, you don't understand. Your dad yeah. has just not been doing what he was supposed to do. All she said to me was, no, you can't go. Right. So to me, I'm devastated for one reason. She's devastated for another. And he, you know, he's dealing with his emotions. So, you know, it, it comes down to dealing with the issues yeah. of, like, the conflict. Yeah. So even as married folks now, I know the three of us are married and, and happily married, but I still have conflicts. Because my wife and I come from different places. Sure. Do you guys still have conflicts? Do you still have, like, you know, cultural differences or, like, background differences? You know, like, for example, I know, like, you know, you and your wife, you're from the north. Absolutely. She's from, She's from the south. I'm from the north. It was, it was different. It was tough when we first got married, I know. Um, things have changed a little bit now. Now she's a Yankee. She's been converted. Um, she won a lot of battles but i won the war you know (laughs) um (laughs) but she yeah it was it was really tough when we first got together you know our first year of marriage was was incredibly difficult um you know just it was the it was the cultural differences from the north to the south it was the um socioeconomic differences in which she was raised and i was raised you know she came from a a more of a well-to-do family than i did um you know, I grew up on macaroni and cheese and hot dogs, 
and like, Same. And like 50 different versions of that. Same. <laughs> you know, living over at Seven Mile and Kelly. Or, or, mac- or macaroni and cheese and, and uh, tuna. Yeah, mixed yeah, into f- it. yeah, exactly. Um, and so, you know, I grew, up, I grew up a different way than she did. And so we had a lot of, of managing that. Yeah. yeah. You know, which, which I won a lot of battles there, but she won the war right. on that one. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Coming up, she helped me, you know, she, she helped me come up and realize, oh, it is important for my kids to eat fruits and vegetables. <laughs> that <Yeah>. does matter. <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, simple things like that. But, um, you know, in, in all of it, you know, I, we, my, my situation is a little different. I think, I mean, obviously we still have arguments. We still have disagreements, everything, whatever. But a lot of our um, getting on the same page happened before kids were part of the equation. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. A lot yeah. of the major changes we needed to make were before kids. Now, once kids showed up, that introduced an entirely new Plane. realm yeah. of, oh, you think they should go to bed this way? Well, I think they should go to bed that way. Oh, right. yeah. you think that they should wear anything other than Jordans when they're a baby? Well, I disagree. You know, think, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know there was, it, it gave a whole Raise new level. Raise them right, Sam. Raise them right. Right. I mean, it gave a whole new level of... Um, you know, differences that didn't really even exist before kids were part of the issue, sure, part of sure. the situation. Do you, right. do you know what I mean? No, and that makes sense. I mean, you know, the, the part that always catches me about that and the challenge for me and, and I think for other people coming from a, a single parent home is you have to deal with all those things and plus you, then you have to learn how to be in a relationship. So I didn't have that relationship model at home of seeing conflict resolution in an easy way. You know, no, only man. arguments ended in my house with somebody saying, well, F you. Yeah, <laughs> same, like, same. Or like a mother, you know, it yeah. was, there was a mother in there, but yeah. it wasn't the kind of word after it. Which stands for forget you. Yeah, yeah, yeah forget you, like the CeeLo song. So, forget <laughs> you and yeah. forget no, you. No, so, you know, growing, being in that environment, you have to learn how to deal with conflict resolution on your own. Yep. And, you know, I think, um, you know, you're, you're a master at the snapping. So, but I, like, my friends have always said it about me. I'm, I'm weird because, like, I have, like, a high tolerance. Mm-hmm. And then it just, like, I turn into the Hulk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I might go to jail. Like a switch, yeah. a switch is gone. Like, I've literally had my friends say to me before, like, hey, man, like, I'm worried about you because, like, you don't have, like, the little warnings. Mm-hmm. You just go nuts. Yeah. And it's after the period where people thought you'd have went gone nuts, right. so they don't expect it. Why don't you it. say something? So, but, you know, again, you have to learn how to deal with conflict. Yeah. And when you don't have examples of how to properly deal with conflict, you're just figuring it out. And then, let alone, then we get into a, a relationship with someone, and you got to learn how to, like, deal with a person. Oh, yeah. And be you. Yeah. You know, that that is honestly, I think, been half of the struggle of my entire relationship. My marriage is... Yeah. You know, our relationship is learning how to, to work together. Well, yeah, like, well, and so for us, uh, man, like, just so culturally, it's very similar. We're both Hispanic, um, you know, different, varying degrees of Hispanic, but because, you know, within Latino culture, there's. Because you're Puerto Rican. Yes. And she's a number of different Hispanic cultures in. in in one and uh, so there's varying degrees of so cultural. She's like, she's like a super Hispanic. Yes. Is there yeah. Venezuelan in there? Uh, no. Okay. No. All of them, I mean, but that one. Yeah. Every single one of them, but that one. And Chilean. That's not in there. Peruvian. But uh, yeah, no, or that yeah. one. He said, yeah. He said. Now you're getting weird. Okay. He said <laughs> yeah, all, all of them, but those three. Yeah. yeah all of them, yeah. but the ones I all keep. All of them except, except the ones I'm not sure of. But um, <laughs> so there's variants, like varying varying degrees of nuance within those but for the most part you know we like rice and beans and you know chicharrones and so um uh we uh okay you know that's there but uh I don't know. it's pork rinds they're, they're pork rinds but uh, wow. way better my way wife better. likes those too yeah but way better they're not uh, anyway whatever there's a difference between cracklings <laughs> let's, and let's, my, let's my wife likes the tennessee that. pork so, rinds yeah those are a little different i yeah, think those are a little those are more yeehaw yeah Yes. And a little less, you know. But um But um so that that we share that common ground, but as far as upbringing goes, so like I I'm not only am I was I raised in a on and off co-parenting situation which was weird because it was way mixed signals. Uh I was raised in a in a mixed uh mixed household racially. Um, and so that was another mixed signal in there. But 
my parent like it was it was kind of household where it was like yeah we celebrated Christmas and Halloween was huge for us yeah. Halloween was the holiday for us we, we grew up in Colorado and so the weather's right leaves are changing pumpkin carving every year we did you know uh, Halloween parties where we bobbed for apples and did different things my grandma would make our costumes and do it and it was huge for me it was, it's, my, it's my favorite holiday I love that holiday and uh, my wife was raised in a very uh very conservative household uh, mm-hmm. as far as religion goes, and sh- they weren't allowed to celebrate that. Like on Halloween, her dad would literally turn off the lights on the front porch and put a sign on the door that's like, "We don't celebrate this holiday." Like, oh, wow. not, not not even not that's even a, just that's like, like a nice. disclaimer. Don't even, don't even just turn the light off. Yeah, not even just like I mean, that's the universal sign for no candy here. Yeah. Is just turn the light off. He'd turn the light off, and if you still felt like checking the door. He, it was like literally on there. We don't celebrate this holiday. You know what I'm saying? Like we're we're not like we're not. We don't do what you do. You know. And uh, that sounds and like so, a trick instead of a trick. I feel like that's yeah, how. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like, how, that's oh, yeah. some reason his house got TP'd every year. I, I was don't gonna know say. Why. I was gonna say in my hood, that's an automatic ticket to get your house tore up. But yeah, um, you were good until you put the sign up. Right. <laughs> right. But so anyway, so so those kind of things actually became our biggest our biggest struggles with one another sure. was me. Wanting those things going, no way, are you kidding me? Halloween is off the chain. Like, yeah. you know, and my wife going, no, we don't. I don't know if I celebrate that because, and you guys know my wife, so you can see this, but no, I don't know. It's scary and it's bloody and it's gory <laughs> and it's all about death and other, and you know, and I'm over here like, no, it's not. You get to dress up and be crazy. Like, it's fun. And you get, you get freaking free candy for dressing up. Yes. Everybody always wants a reason to dress up like, you know, like, free, free candy trumps all. You, oh, no, you side know note, like I think if, people have gotten more stingy because they don't hand out the candy. Yeah, like they man. And I, that's what I'm saying. I, I, it depends side on note. the hood. Depends side on note, the hood. Side note, side note, side note. I am very happy. I'm seeing a decreasing number of people passing out popcorn balls. Okay. I don't know if that's our best thing. I love the popcorn or balls. Or toothbrushes. What's get, wrong with yes, these people? You give no, me a time popcorn out. ball, that's coming back through listen, your window. That's right. what I'm saying. You give listen. me an apple, I'm smashing it on yeah. your porch. Some Sorry. people yeah. hand out pennies <laughs> and like... Yeah. Really? Yeah, no. Uh, this is uh, I'm not begging for change. Bucks, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm well, like, I'm just, not asking you for change, madam. Give one, me some candy. No, why not just go to Sam's Club and, and just give and one get the kid hundred bucks, make his make his year, and then turn off your light. Exactly. <laughs> give me but, a Twizzler. I don't want you a penny. <laughs> but so those became our big our biggest things. So like Christmas, it was like, you know, okay. Well, my tradition is we open we open gifts on Christmas Eve, so we all could sleep in. Yeah, that was me too on Christmas Day. Really. Her, you know, her tradition oh, is no. When we wake up, I gotta go check the manger, and the manger's gotta be empty, and then I gotta go find baby Jesus and bring him and put him in the manger because now he's born. <laughs> oh my and god! I, I promise that's it's a real thing. That's her thing. I was making a video that segment. So, so, so show your hand motions and your voice inflections, <laughs> but it, your uh, eyebrows. But like that, that was there. And then like Halloween, it was like we don't do that at all. And it was like for me, that's my favorite holiday. Yeah. And so there was a so lot a coming of coming together. There was a lot of back and forth on that going okay how can we find a happy medium with that like does she trick or treat and not wear a costume what part of this are you not okay are you not okay with candy sure. or are you not okay with costumes or what are you not and and so that that's where she's a lot like of i'm not okay from. with the devil yeah exactly that's right well i mean and just to go on record i'm not either but um you know i wish you could see well, for that you, one you bring up a very good point i mean for me i know like what well, was one of the things about co-parenting uh, together <laughs> that my wife and I had to deal with is we did um, holidays totally different. Yeah. Like, for yeah. her, holidays suck. Like, yeah. it brings pure anxiety. Christmas. Mm. Christmas. Guys. This is Christmas. brings anxiety to her heart because when she was growing up, it was a shuffling game. She had to go from dad's yeah. house yeah. to mom's house. Yeah. And then she yeah. always felt guilty because she didn't want to leave mom alone. Yeah. yeah. And then she didn't want to leave dad alone. And yep. so, you know, for her, because, you know, for me, also, like, I, I drew a line in the sand, too. I was like, look, you know, for Thanksgiving, she's like, well, for Thanksgiving, we go up north to my, my, my aunt's house. And I was like, that's cool. I'll see you when you get back. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, because for me, like, Thanksgiving with my family, like, that's when my, you know, I, that's when my um, uh, 40 or 50, my cousins and I. So Sam and I are similar in the sense that uh, we have, like, a thousand cousins, like, yeah. each one of my mom and dad's. She has like uh, eight brothers and sisters and they all have kids for the most part. And we all get together for Thanksgiving. And um, 
So when we get together, like we don't miss those opportunities. Like we get together and, you know, the same old uncle, like, you know, you guys have these people like my yeah. uncle is a the crazy a, a, one. In the yeah. He, well, and he's also a preacher. So like he does, he wants to do prayer for like an hour. So like, I, bro. <laughs> I tell you what, I actually, I actually volunteered to take over prayer for the whole family. <laughs> and my hey, whole family. Going to church, can I pray? Yeah. yeah. I was like, listen, guys, just let me pray. And so I knock it out in like a minute and then like, Thank you, because because hey, he wants to go around the room and let everybody give a testimony. He's listen, turning in, into like service. When I squeeze your hand, you say something. Yeah. <laughs> for real, say listen, something you're thankful. True for. story. This happened tonight at our softball game. They asked me to pray before the softball they game. Said, oh, they yeah. said last guy on the field has to pray, and I, I was like, "Y'all sure you want that?" And they were like, "Yeah." I got there. I go, "Dear God, thank you for letting us play. Help our team win. Amen." <laughs> They, they were all shook, bro. They were shook. Blind. The, the other team was like, huh? And then we did win, so the prayer worked. Boom. There, there you go. It doesn't take a lot. But no, but my point is, is like the Bless holidays, up. like co-parenting and blended families is another thing that like we have to emphasize the importance of managing those relationships. Yeah. yeah. So, and I mean. That it, demographic is growing, man. It's well, huge. I, I, here's the deal. I, what I think a key to not only surviving those relationships, but thriving in those relationships. Yes. Talk often, about thriving Because oftentimes it's a surviving situation. It's a, yeah, yeah. oh, I got to see them when we do drop-offs. Oh, I got to deal with them because there's a school issue. Yeah. Oh, I got to. I think a, de- a, a, a game changer to transition from just surviving those relationships to thriving in those relationships is one key word, empathy. Mm. I think empathy is huge mm-hmm. in those situations. What is empathy? P- empathy is simply just putting yourself in the other person's shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to trying to walk a mile in their shoes, trying to have an understanding of where they're coming from. Yeah. You know, and I think being empathetic towards your children, realizing that a burden is on them. Do you so know what tough, I mean? Man, but listen, it is. It's so tough. How do I? If I'm in conflict with you, and I just flat out disagree with you. How That's do I thing. empathize with you That's the thing. when I don't agree with you? When I said at the onset of this that, that it's, it's a more difficult situation, I, I say it's a more difficult situation because it requires much, much greater self-control. Yeah. It requires much more intentionality. Yeah. It requires much more work. Mm-hmm. It really does. Yeah. To co-parent is way harder. Yeah. It really is. And so I, I, my hat is off. I know a lot of co-parenting situations where... I know we didn't talk about this with you guys. And I don't even know the case or not, but where parents split, but then new parents are introduced. Yeah. Like step parents are introduced into the situation. Step and so, by a step. Yeah, exactly. But I know, I know a bunch of families who are doing this by like, they're knocking it out of the park. Yeah. I mean, they're co-parenting together. There's step spouses. So it's like these kids have like four parents that are awesome yeah. and that love them and communicate clearly. But the thing is, it doesn't just happen. Is it a bad sign that my daughter asked for another mom and dad? Is it? <laughs> Uh, yes, maybe. I mean, she, it, it depends, depends on, on the context. It depends on the context. If if she was like, you She's know, like, you guys are so awesome, you, I want more. Yeah, you yeah. and mom and dad are, are you, you know, you guys are awesome. Yeah, I wish I had two of you. You guys yeah. are so great. That's yeah. one thing. But they're but like, if, if you're like, hey, go to your room. I want other ones. Yeah, hey, go to your room. I wish I had a different daddy. Like that's no, that, you know, that's, that's, that's coming down the pipe. That's coming down the pipe. But seriously, I know people that are that are crushing it. They're knocking out of the park. Yeah. But the only way they're crushing it is because. Of empathy, because yeah. well, of understanding, because yeah. of, you know, it takes a lot of sacrifice. It takes a lot of these things, and and it's a lot of work. It's super, well, super hard. And, and I think to answer kind of the dynamic you're talking about, if I disagree with you, how do I put myself in your shoes? You could you could circumvent all that by by doing one thing because it's co-parenting. You don't empathize with the yep. other one by putting yourself in their shoes. You empathize with them by putting yourself in, in your kids', kids shoes. shoes. Yep. Yeah. You know, and that I think that's as as DJ Khaled would say. I think that's the major key there. That's is, another one. You know that's what I mean? How you um, say it, I went man. to. How you um, say it? How you say uh, it? Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? Another one. There you go. Or yeah. or. Uh, well, I don't know, because he says major key different. He's like, major key, like in the background, and like echoes. <laughs> I kind of lose the imitation there. But um, <laughs> um, I went to uh, an event. We don't have these in Florida. We don't have these in the South. but uh, Or maybe we do, and I just didn't do it because you guys heard about my high school career in the last episode. But um, we, have, uh, we went to a clap out, which is senior students' last day of school. 
parents and family are sometimes invited. Certain schools don't let public, you know, let, open it to the public. But uh, we were at a school that did, and so uh, I went to support some of my students that were graduating. And it was like that. Uh, a family of one of my students is a blended family now, where there's a divorce and then remarriage on both sides, and so there's double sets of parents, double sets of grandparents, um, you know, all that kind of stuff, double sets of siblings, all that there, and um, which equates to a ton of presents. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. hopefully Christmas a ton and of, birthdays. Which I think that might have been what my daughter was thinking about. <laughs> Probably. It's I was a, like, you're, you're not thinking through what you're saying, yeah. right? But, now. But we're there, and like you said, they're killing it. Yeah. They're killing it. Like, like you know, birth dad and stepdad over here high-fiving each other, talking about how bad the lions suck, which is something we can all unite over. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> they're, they're talking easy, about this, easy. and they're, they're all, you know, they're having a good time, this and that, whatever. The two moms are here talking and laughing. Crying and, and laughing. Yeah, and they're crying, the hugging. Deal, sure. They're doing a three-way hug with the, the daughter and the stepmom and the mom, and they're all yeah. crying, snotting <laughs> on each other and all that stuff. And I'm over here at the video camera recording it, you know. And, uh, and it, it was great because I did think that while we were there, and I was like, man, how hard must that be? But... In that, you know, when you step back and you look at it, the unifying thing there was that they all shared a love and a bond and a relationship with that kid. And in that moment, seeing their, their, all of their kid now, whether it's by birth or by marriage, mm -hmm. seeing that kid succeed and wanting the best for that kid made them all come together that and was celebrate. A force. Absolutely. Yeah, celebrate their yeah. kid. And so I think the, the, big, the big idea here is, is understanding that literally everything you do whether you're if you're being stubborn and unwilling to uh to work you know in a co-parenting situation uh all the way to the other end of the spectrum to where you are the most accommodating flexible understanding co-parent in a situation both of those have direct effects on your on your child and yeah. you know if you're in a situation where it's hard for you to co-parent because you just can't stand. You can't even you know, look the, at them. Yeah, you don't even want to be around. You don't want anything, you know, to the point where it's, it's, it's driving you to say things about them in front of your kid. And now you're demeaning them in front of your kid and all these negative effects. You know, stop for a second and realize this. You may be done with that person. But your child can never be done with that. No, yeah, that's their parents. Yeah. And you have it's to huge. respect that. I mean, I think when you said that, I, I just kind of went back to my childhood. And you're right, man. I mean, those when you're in those situations, I mean, now I think parents are so much more well-equipped mm -hmm. than they were back in the day. Now, I mean, there are so many resources. There's mm -hmm. so many uh, opportunities to connect. I mean, this podcast in itself, like, I mm -hmm. wish... I could send this like back to the uh, future in yeah. the past, and I could like McFly. I could send the, my parents like two things. I would send them is like I would say you will buy Apple stock. <laughs> yeah. First yeah. chance you get. It's like the sports almanac in Back <laughs> yeah. to the Future. I say you. I don't care how broke you are. You will buy a share of Apple stock and never sell it. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the other thing I would I would just send them a podcast like this and say, hey, like you gotta understand, like I know you're dealing with a lot of trauma and a lot of grief and a lot of like reality, but like you know even this podcast, everything that we do and in, in everything that we've done through the National Fatherhood Initiative, it all it's all for the future. It's all for the kids. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Trick a lot of kids. Yeah, trick a lot of kids. Yep. And your parents and his people, we have to remember that at the core of it is the love for that child. Yeah, yeah. Rich, Rich, when you were talking, I, I was thinking of like um, a sort of like a diagram of like a triangle. Yeah. And at, or a pyramid or whatever. Mm -hmm. And there's three corners of that. There's there's the, the mom, there's the dad, and then there's the kid. Mm -hmm. And I think oftentimes the problem... Um, the problems ensue when we put ourselves at the top of that triangle. Yeah. And we Ooh. think, and we, you know what I mean? And we think that the kid is the bottom of the triangle. <laughs> I and just the, had like a church moment. I was like, Ooh, preach. Talk Ooh. about it. Oh. Talk about it. No. Uh, I know. I need a Hammond B3 behind me. It's going to get good. <laughs> Somebody what, bring out the that? organ. I might like <laughs> drop an the organ. organ what's a Hammond B3? Yeah, what is that? And what's an organ? Y'all don't know. Kidney, heart. No, no, he, no. Now he's, now he, he, I'm kidding. Yeah, he's yeah, doing his thing. He don't know. Yeah. You, you know, you gotta like. <sighs> there we go. You just give me some of those. Mm -hmm. So it's like a triangle, honestly, man. And I think, I think the problem is oftentimes when we're when we're lacking empathy, when we're lacking understanding, oh, and, and all this stuff, we put ourselves at the top of the triangle, mm -hmm. yeah. and we think that the other two are there to support us. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? The kid's there to be on our team. Mm -hmm. We're up top. The, Get the, in line, the, kid. Yeah, the other parent is at the bottom. They're wrong. They're idiots. They're the worst, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think a I more healthy depiction... I never met her at all. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I boy. think a more healthy depiction of this, a more... 
what we need to sort of strive for is to put the kid at the top of the triangle yeah. and realize that we are their base. We yeah. are their support. And if, if everything that we do has them at the top, them is most important, that's going to help us when she does this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And we say, hey, she's pushing buttons and she knows it. She knows that's my trigger. She mm. knows oh, yeah. that that's going to piss me off. She knows that's going to send me. She knows. She, 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 she. When we get into that mode, we got to yeah. say, but you know what? I'm not the top of the triangle. My baby is. girl is. Because, or my dude, baby boy is. That's what, and that's how I'm going to react. That's the trap because... You know, I mean, and we do it too. We take side swipes. Everybody takes side swipes. You take side, like, oh, she's in a hurry to get somewhere. You're getting, you're getting that kid out of the car as slow as possible. You're like, oh, look, here's your mom on time as usual. Yeah, you know she's thirty minutes late, and you know time. It's it's withdrawing from those things and saying. They're the top of the triangle, not me. Yep. They're the top of the triangle, right. not me. And yep. that's an easy mantra to remember. That's an easy thing to apply. It's an easy thing to visualize. Yeah. You know, it's just put them first, man. That's I that's thought the you were going to start doing the, the deacon breath when you were talking. Yeah. No. And you at the top of the triangle. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no. I, I, hey, man, he could have he did it there because, I mean, I, I like that analogy because I think the the hard part too that's, for that's people. copyright Samuel Titus. Uh, <laughs> yep, Samuel Titus. The hard part it's about Instagram. that I think for people honestly is uh, how the how. I mean, I think you just define the why and the what, mm-hmm. but the how because when you don't have the opportunity to take a step back and breathe. I mean, you know, and I think about a lot Ooh. of the, the people in the bad situations, breathe. a lot of people in the hood or whatever. Yeah. Like they don't, they just don't have an opportunity to step back. So. How how do you take that breath? And maybe that's just it. You got to step back and take a breath. I already showed you. Your kid is the head and not the tail. <sighs> okay. That like breath? Something like that. Some, yeah. Something like that. But no, I think you're right. I think that, that triangle, I think that's a perfect example. When you put that kid at the top and you mm. say, we're going to make sure that we come together for this kid. I mean, you could probably even say, look, I'm be honest with you. I can't stand you. But you know what? We're going to do the best love, for this child. I love child. my baby. And yeah, I love, I love that, my child, and that child read, is part of you. There's a book I read talking about um, what makes things contagious, and it's a marketing book, and it talks about you know, how, to, how to keep things in the forefront of people's minds, how to, how to make things spread, you know, all this stuff. And one of, the, one of the key tips that they had was they said, top of mind equals tip of tongue. Okay. Meaning the more that you keep something in the forefront of your mind, sure. the quicker you're going to be to talk about it and to respond accordingly. Yep. Yeah. And so if you keep that image in your mind all the time, you know you're going to, uh, you know, if you have most of your interactions with your co-parent at your car, then put a freaking triangle in your car yeah. that says, hey, kids at the top of the triangle, sure. not me. You know, yeah. if most of your interactions are by your front door, Put a triangle by your front door. If most of your interactions, you got to meet up with them, put it in your pocket, whatever. Sure. But as long as it's tip of mind, it'll be top of, top of mind, it'll be tip of tongue. You know what I mean? And so we'll be ready to respond properly if it's in the forefront of our minds. If we're consistently a, reminding ourselves, hey, kids are most this. important. Kids yeah, most I had important. A, a buddy of mine, I felt like he missed a golden opportunity. He's uh, had kids by a, a different mom or two. And, um, you know, he sent out a message to us and he was like, hey, um, should I get you know, these ladies, the Mother's Day card, is it my responsibility? And, you know, some people fire back like, no, nah, nah, man, screw them. Are you with them? No. Nah. You know, <laughs> right. they're new men. And I said, and I didn't get a chance to respond. Yeah, but it's not an anniversary card. No, but no, it's not. It's a Mother's Day. And, and right. I didn't get a chance to respond to him before Mother's Day, but I wanted to just shoot him a message and say, dude, this is a great opportunity. Heck yep. yeah, you should get them yep. a Mother's yeah. Day card. Heck yeah, and you should. And put a gift card in yeah, there. Yeah, because look, yeah, because look, this is the mother of your children. This is the person you got to deal with for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. This is an opportunity for you to get some goodwill. To put some and positivity in your yeah. bank account rather yeah. than right. just yeah, to deposit, put some deposits, not to just withdraw. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, just get some deposits. And you can even say, mm-hmm. like, look, you know what? I'm just showing you some respect. I don't want you to feel like I'm trying to get with you. No, it's don't just, feel hey, any type of way. you're I just the mom. You, yeah. I appreciate that. That's called, you, know, you know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like an investment. It is. It's an investment because you're looking for a good return later, right? Yeah, so yeah. you put all that in up front, not at, maybe mm-hmm. not expecting anything in an immediate sense, sure. but hoping that later on when it when it mm-hmm. you know when it marinates for a little bit, you yeah. get a good return on that, and a return is common courtesy sent back your way, yeah, or a little bit more flexibility sent back your way. Well, a return know? is when they do a senior clap out. All right. four, you can stand right. there you together, all standing there, and it's not unity. hostile. It's not awkward. And again, it's, it's it wasn't about the mom, wasn't about the dad, wasn't about sure. the stepmom, wasn't about the stepdad. It's about the kid. 
Yeah, when and you're on the family reminder, photo and yeah. you're not worried about who you're standing next to. Right. Like, and then there's that reminder, too. I mean, let's be honest. For the most part, when you have a child with someone, there's a connection there. Sure. I mean, there's some instances where it's just not. It just is what it is. Yeah. But for most cases, there's a connection. There's a love there. And you can still tap into that. Yeah. That person hates you, but the other side of love is hate. The opposite oh. of love is apathy. Oh. So if they hate you, that passion is not coming from a place of like yeah. disdain. Yeah. It's coming from the same place as love. Yeah. The apathetic time is where you're like, dang. It was just abused. Or yeah, it's, yeah. It's so, now. you know, if you, if there's that hate and you could turn it back into a little bit, move a little bit towards love, you're right. It does. Yeah. It can equate to being at the senior dance, but it could also equate to like them cutting you some slack when like maybe they can see that like your child support, like you're struggling and they're right. like, all right, I can, I can tell I'm obviously breaking this back. They're not hitting that hotline too quick. <laughs> yeah, they're not, not calling child of the court or friend of the court or they're just, they're not, just not being a jerk to you, not making right. it miserable for you and then, then maybe it allows them to open up and see what they're doing to impact their kids negatively sure because of you in spite of you like well no nah, i'm not letting your dad come over because my friend is here you know yeah. so yeah which is my, was real conversation my yeah. friend is here and then the kid is telling you like you know mommy had a friend spend the night and and he's telling the kid like all the dirt like uh-huh you know I don't know why she calls him, tells me to call him Uncle James, but. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> oh, you guys know what happens. People listening, you know what happens. Oh, my. I just got uncomfortable again. But no, but, but seriously, oh. at, the, at the end of the day, I got kind of real, real for a sec, didn't I? Yeah, you brought, you brought that down to a different area. I like started telling the story. Yeah. Yeah. Do you got have an Uncle James? I was, I was <laughs> staring at you going, wait, is this for real? Is this? It, uh, do it, we move it, from it hypothetical is. to actual yeah. here yeah, for it, a it's, in, it's happening in the hood near you, I'm trying to tell you. No, oh, man, it but, it's, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's no. crazy trying to figure it all out. But I, th- I think it takes, the problem is, the thing is it takes a, a high level of maturity. Yes. It takes a high level of commitment to this kid, to Which these is the children. Of what I just showed. No, no, but it does. It, it takes it takes a high level of maturity and humility. Be humble. Sit down. It takes a lot of of humility. <laughs> he just slid that. You he know, did. but it's true. It He's takes some, it years. takes some humility to sit down and say, "Listen, I'm gonna put this other person before myself." Yeah. And that's that's one of the hardest things to do, especially in our culture. That's everything. Me, 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 me. I, 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 I. And it's like. Sometimes you just got to back off and say, you know what? It's not about me. It's about my kid. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take one for the team. Even though she never takes one for the team, I'm still going to take one for the team. Because you know what? When that kid's 18, 19, 20, when they grow up, they're going to know who took one for the team. Yeah. They're well, going to come around. They're going to know what's up. And you know what, man? Sometimes it just feels good to be nice for no reason. It does. Like, you, you know, Everything's not an investment on return. Sometimes yeah. it just Sometimes do it. it just to do it. it. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, I've, I've noticed just for me personally, when I'm acting, you know, salty about something, if I keep operating out of that, then I perpetuate the saltiness. Yeah. If I decide to get over it, go, get over it, and I just perk up or I just push through, and I'll do even if I'm not feeling it 100. percent If I do something, I step out and I just do something opposite yeah. of how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. It changes my mindset automatically, and I'm like, "Yeah, man, that wasn't, that wasn't so bad. That was not like, like yeah. I like I like that, and it motivates me to keep going in that way. So your actions can be a catalyst for for change the whole atmosphere and then when you, the other person in the situation sees that from you and they've never seen that from you before that could cause change in them and wow there's an effort there they're trying there's whatever sure. you know I can see that they're trying I'm going to reward you know like just in their mind you know I'm going to reciprocate that so it's um it's 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 what I would call a major key you know what I mean so um, it's definitely, definitely very important, man. I would, I would say you hit the nail on That's the head. That's a good point too. And you actually, one of the, my favorite uh, motivational speakers, Tony Robbins, he kind of talks about oh. like, um, he, I Tony. saw a video where he did an example of this girl who she was so angry at her dad and, you know, he wasn't the father she wanted and he didn't, he wasn't there when she needed him. But, um, he, um, he showed up. He said, uh, ah, he, he, he. I, know, I don't know where that laugh came from. <laughs> so anyway, but Tony Robbins, he was talking to her. He, was, he almost did an intervention right there. And he just yelled at her. He was like, stop thinking that life is happening to you and start realizing that life is happening for you. You are a strong, confident, independent woman because of the father you had. Mm-hmm. Your father was hurting. Your father, you know, he just, she, he just broke her down right there. Yeah. He was like, was your father an addict? And she was like, yeah, your dad was hurting. 
Mm-hmm. You could never see your dad was hurting. And she like literally like broke down into this puddle yeah. because it was like she didn't realize mm-hmm. all the crap her dad was holding. Yeah. And then she recognized also at the same time, like it was because he was such a bum that she was such like a butterfly. Right. Yeah. Such a go getter. And mm-hmm. in life, sometimes we have to like stop thinking that things are happening to us. And like our partner is, you know, just being a jerk to us and things are happening for us. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, go well, see Tony Robbins or come my, see us. I don't know if my <laughs> wife made this up. I'm going to say she did just so I get some of them brownie points. Yeah. But make um, a deposit in that relational bank. Yeah. But I, I, I'm almost positive she didn't. But I'm going to say she did. Um, <laughs> um, she's been saying this a lot lately, you know. Um, she'll say, um, you know, if you can't change your circumstance, change your perspective. You know what I mean? She 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 says that a lot around the house. You know, she she even says it to my five year old, which is funny. But you know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll you know. She's like, you're perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah, perfect. Per, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, sh- she'll say, you know, she'll hear me, you know, under my breath. Like, oh yeah, great. You know, blah blah. And she'll be like, can't change the circumstance, change your perspective on it. You know, and I'm like. Yeah, that's a good point. A lot of us can't change the circumstances. Like, you know, even in specifically with co-parenting, you know, you're not going to change that circumstance. Yeah, you have right. that kid. It is what it is. You know, but change change your perspective. You know what I mean? If you can, change your perspective and, and try to see it for what it is. Try to be optimistic about it. You know, understanding that you're in this thing for the long haul. You have a kid now. You want the best for, for your kid. And they have two parents, not just you. Um, change change your perspective around. You know what I mean. Yeah, Be man. intentional about seeing it from the other point of view and seeing it from your kid's point of point of view. You know, being empathetic to to their experience, family experience. Now that sure. things are are in that in that so, realm. So. Speaking of that, you know, um, we've come a long way this season. I oh, think yeah. as people, as like a podcast, I think as fathers, as men. Um, I think, you know, just to kind of talk about co-parenting, to kind of put it together. I mean, at the end of the day, I think Sam said it best when you talk about that triangle. And at that triangle, you know, sometimes we want to put ourselves at the top, but we have to recognize the kids are at the top of that triangle and recognize what feeds into that, which Mm -hmm. is you and your partner or you and a couple of partners. You might not have a triangle. You might recognize you have a pyramid Mm -hmm. and that kid is what it's all about. Oh, I like that. It's still a triangle with one point on top, but there's more corners. You, You got Man, it's, look it's, at you. Well, think about it. There's more dimensions to it. Listen, listen, homie. I was just I was bringing the NES, and he just came at it with the N64. Bro, he, <laughs> he no. I'm in He's, NES mode over here. I'm no. like a triangle. You're on the game. Oh, you're on the game Super Boy. Mario Brothers Three. Oh, and he's like. Zelda. Yeah, no, he, he <laughs> ran at he ran at it with the Switch. I know it's, it's still copyright <laughs> at Nintendo Titus Switch. Instagram copyright. <laughs> Oh, so my. listen. Reserve 2018. And you were ready for that. I felt like you were almost ready for that for when I was like, oh, it has four, it has more corners. You were like, it has dimensions. Well, I he, mean, He listen. did bust out his Lego Batman voice. He did. Listen, you got it. has got dimensions. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we have, we've had some from fun another Dude, it's been a good season. It's been a good season. Season well, one is fun. in the books. Yeah. Wow. Season two coming in the fall. It's going to be dope. I had a question for you, and yeah. we're going to go around the table, or yeah. you can defer. Um, yeah. so I defer. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> you don't want to serve first. I get it. You want to take no, it a second No, I'll go first. Half. I'm ready. I'm what a leader. Your, I'm a leader. I am first. What are your thoughts? I'm the top of the triangle. Um, <laughs> this triangle between us three. I'm the top. <laughs> go Eaters, ahead. Go ahead. Go leaders ahead. eat last. Listen. I uh, know. Um, Actually, the worst book ever. I'm just kidding. Did you think so? Yeah, I We're not like going down. We're not going down. I did not like that book. You didn't I, li- I like Simon Sinek, but I, I didn't like that book. I, I like Start With The Why. I we'll, like Simon Cowell. We'll talk about that. I like... I like a lot. So anyway, um, can you tell me, so just thinking back on this whole yeah. journey we've been on, like what is your takeaway from season one? Season one. Hmm. My takeaway from season one, man, that is a heavy question. That's a big question. I guess what, like, what I want to leave season one with, I'm hoping that what the listeners you, are leaving with. You, well, how about we we'll do it, break it down into two points. Season okay. one. What did you take away from it, and what do you want others to take away from it? You know, I, honestly, I think it's the same. I, I think that's it's the same answer. Um, this whole fatherhood thing—it's a journey. It's a journey, and we're all in different places at different times. We're at different places at, with 
dealing with different issues and different topics. Some of us are really, really good with the co-parenting thing. Some of us really, really suck at it. Some of us are really, really good with the discipline. Some of us suck at it. Some of us are really, really good with the communication. Some of us suck at it. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just the reality. And we're all in different areas, but as long as we're trying, as long as we're moving forward, as long as we're putting the work in, um, you know, that's one of the rocks, uh, famous taglines, you know, we're the hardest workers in the room, mm-hmm. you know, as dads, as long as we are striving for greatness, another rock quote there for you. But as long as we're striving for greatness and we're trying to be the hardest workers in the room, Mm -hmm. we're putting the kids first. It's a journey. We're going to mess up. We're going to, we're going to trip up. We're going to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to fly off the handle in the grocery store. Sometimes we're going to fly off the handle at our co-parenting spouse, whoever, sometimes it's going to happen, but don't get defeated. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Don't get down on that. Like, I feel like the stuff that we covered in, in these first 10, uh, you know, episodes or whatever, I think it's really good stuff. Mm-hmm. It's all through the National Fatherhood Initiative and, you know, their, their sort of curriculum that they got out. But it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. And it can really radically change your life if you just take it, you apply it. And, and you know, in the words of the, of the philosopher Kendrick Lamar, be humble. Mm-hmm. Sit down. Mm. And uh, another just celebratory moment, I might have to throw in like a, like a hand clap or something. I think uh, I'm excited to see where we go forward because now I think we're getting away from the, the National Fatherhood a little we bit. We are. We are. We've, we've completed the National Fatherhood stuff, and, man, I'm pumped to yeah. get to season two. Yeah, me too. Um, my takeaway, even though you didn't direct it my way, thanks, uh, uh, was... Oh, yeah, and now I, I'm moving on no, to no, uh, Rich. No, no, no. Yeah. Actually, really, Sam, I think, was supposed to, Yeah, like, but let's not because I don't really care what Rich's is, so... Oh, well, that's okay. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't shoot that's where we are, And that's why we're taking a break. Em- <laughs> didn't shoot him because I don't care. Empathy. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Rich. Did that hurt your feelings? And did we not just talk we're, about... We're, yeah, we're, we're co-parenting this podcast. Listen, it's a journey here, people. That's what I just said. He just said he's still learning. I think... I think... My takeaway would probably be that we all love our kids, man. Like, we all have kids. That's, that's the common denominator for, for oh, <clears throat> that's the common denominator for everybody. And, um, uh, you know, no matter what parenting situation you're in, whether you're co-parenting, whether you're single parenting, the other parents not even involved in the yeah. situation, because that's yeah. another element to it as well. Or you're still married and you're just figuring things out. You know, there's there's so many different flavors to this thing, but but one thing that dimensions, yes, dimensions. <laughs> one thing that um, there's levels to you, love. One thing, one thing that unifies us. Don't look at me higher. like that. He's staring at me again. Weird. Um, <laughs> one thing that unifies unifies us all is that we have kids. We love our kids. We want the best for our kids. And so, man, it, it, like Sam was saying, you know, touching on some of the the stuff from prior episodes is, you know, if you need to you need to work on. You know uh, your your mental health, your emotions, uh, the way that you voice those emotions, uh, co-parenting, helping your child grow, being more intentional about uh, uh, aiding in your child's growth and learning process, and all those different things. Um, you know, whatever it is, just just take it, take it in stride, be excited about it. You know, you, you've been you've been given a, a great gift. Uh, and a great blessing and a great platform and a great responsibility in being a parent. And so um, take it seriously and just just go at it, man. Head first, jump in, have fun. Don't expect to be perfect, but, you know, just just be there for your kid. Make your kid the top, the priority. And, um, you know, there might be little mishaps, but but you can't lose making your kid the priority. And um, anything else I need to say, if, uh, if you guys need to reference it back, um, just go ahead and, and, and hop on uh, Apple or, or Spotify and put on Nas's I Can, okay? Just go yeah. ahead and listen to I Can by Nas, and uh, that's how I feel. Why don't you say, hum a few bars for those of us who aren't familiar? Uh, it's just, you know, I know I can. I know I can. Be what I want to be. Be what I want to be. If, if I work hard at it. If I work hard at it. I'll be where I want to be. I'll be rich cologne. And then, yeah, well, <laughs> only wow. if you try really hard. To not do anything crazy, <laughs> swaggy. We can call. We should call you Swaggy R. What about? Well, not, then I think of Shaggy. Shaggy. It wasn't me. <laughs> but uh, which of, is how we got to got me in the be fathers to begin with. So full circle, man. Full circle. <laughs> uh, Quinn, what are your what are your takeaways, man? Last episode. Uh, Final thing to say before people hear the new and improved Dad to the Bone podcast on season two. What What do you want them to hear last from you, season one? Um. I want to just say, um, if I had to give people one takeaway from this episode is um, just to kind of, 
I guess add on to what Sam and Rich have already said is like just to acknowledge that we are figuring it out and that yeah. we're doing that you as what I want the listener to know and I want you to do just do the best that you can do right do your very best to be a parent you're gonna mess it up you I mean there's, there's no such thing as perfect but do your very best and on top of doing your very best don't think you know it all don't think that you have all the answers and don't think that you're expected to you know, we put this podcast out because we knew that there was a need. We just wanted to create an opportunity for dads to connect and create an environment where dads could take a step back and say, you know what, I didn't think about that. So, you know, be that change in your kid's life, in your partner's life. Um, that would be my biggest takeaway is just know where you end and where everything else begins mm. and change your perspective, again, to go back to the, whether you're in a, a triangle or a pyramid. So um, my biggest takeaway for me is just to uh, continue to learn and grow. So yeah. Continue to love. So um, with that, let's, where can they find us in the let's meantime? Let's continue to learn and grow in our knowledge of fatherhood, not in our LBs. Okay. Okay. I feel like that was a shot, but okay. And Not a you. No, actually, I, I, I do know. What's an LB? Uh, LB? Yeah. You don't know you what LB is? You're tired. You know what LB is. LB. Drop you, some LBs. Pounds. Pick up some LBs. Pounds. LBs. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, man. You guys <laughs> should see no. the mind-blowing. To- no. Totally thought it was IBs, dude. Your entire life? No, it's LBs. Yeah. Come I, thought on, it was, I thought it was IBs. No. Come think, on, man. I didn't think it was libs. Come on, man. Okay. I literally thought right. it was ibs. Right. You thought it was IBs your whole so life? So when you said LBs, I was That's like. That's IBS. Irritable bowel syndrome. I was like. It's LBs, bro. When you said LBs, I was like Lincoln Bark. Like, Lincoln Bark. Yeah, it's the dog like, version. Is it the dog cover band of Lincoln Bark? <laughs> no IBS. Yeah, we LBs. thought it was IBS. No, dude. Well, I don't no, think you said bowel syndrome, I don't think homie. you say IBS. I just never. It's just you in you my brain. Ibs? It was. It was Man, a, I got to lose some ibs. No, I, nobody ever. You're laughing at that, but whoever says, I got to lose some lubes. Like, nobody, no, no they say LB. No, when he said LB, like, no. he said, let's not I've grow an LB. I've never heard anybody in my entire life. I, when he said, I, let's, no, when he said listen, LBs, I, I knew exactly, exactly. what he I was talking about. I want to be 5,000% clear on this. I've never heard anybody, legit anybody, ever in my entire life. <laughs> Say, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. I'm just gonna lose some LBs. Like I'm, I don't you've know who y'all hang around. You've never heard you. any <laughs> weight reference be LBs. Never. You never My heard life. I gotta drop a few LBs. Nope. Pounds. Weight. Yeah, pounds. <laughs> That's it. LB is like the symbol for a pound. Yeah. LB. There is no. Neither one of those letters is in weight or pounds. All right, guys. Well, this is the so Dad to the Bone podcast. IBS. We will. Just as it could. It's not IBS. This is us signing off. I know it's not. So, but I'm IBS why. is when your lunch destroys you. I, I know it's not. I know it's not. But I'm wondering why LBS is so or is so much more understandable than IBS. Why is IBS so outrageous? Both of them are dumb. All right, okay, so listen, we're going to wrap listen. it up. So, Rich, uh, you want to tell them where to find us in the meantime, in between time? On the scale, checking my LBS. <laughs> LBs. My LBSs. <laughs> you don't say the S. LBSs. The S makes it plural. I know, LBs. I'm, 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 doing, I'm doing it now just to be extra. Your LeBrons. You got to go check oh, your LeBrons. My LeBrons. Right. My Lincoln Barks. So. Right. <laughs> your Lincoln Bark. To be my continued. Lost Boys. Hey, hey, hey. Season two coming out in the fall. Bow, bow. Boom. Hey, just wanted to give a quick shout out to our friends at Help Me Grow Wayne. The Great Start Collaborative Wayne and Everybody Ready Foundation. United Way for Southeastern Michigan and the National Fatherhood Initiative. Boom. <laughs>